With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So the underlying reason, what I find, what finally dawned on me after all these years of frustration with my clients, is that people have a have a unhealthy, they have a destructive belief system around money, and it's the belief system that's stuck in their brain that is causing all these bad behaviors with money. Welcome to the Real Estate Strategies Podcast. I'm Ken McRoy, and I'm here to give you creative ideas on how you can get started or continue your journey in real estate. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and informative conversations with successful people and their path to obtaining or investing in real estate. Enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, it's Ken McElroy here and we're talking on the Real Estate Strategy Show and I'm, I'm super excited about this guest, John McGregor. He's been a friend of mine for years. Uh, he's been in the wealth management, financial planning business for years. And, uh, you know, based on everything that's happening right now with the crash of the stock market and everybody's home and we're in lockdown right now and everybody's lost all this money and lost their jobs and there's got to be no better time than have a guy like John on there because not only did he counsel his clients, his hundreds and hundreds of clients through 2008, but he's getting obviously tons of calls now. So, um, hey, yeah. John, how are you? Good to have hey, you on the show. Great to see you, Kenny. Thanks so much for the time. Great to be so, with you. Listen, you know, obviously, I, I got this in the mail the other day, you know, the top 10 reasons the rich go broke. And um, I haven't had a chance to read the whole thing, but I have poured a lot into it. And you yeah. got some pretty good stories in here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So these are these are people that you actually counseled during the years? Yeah, actually, all these people I knew pretty closely. Sadly, most of the time I met them after the fact, after they've gone through the train wreck and I was there to kind of clean up the mess. But yeah, I knew all these people very closely and um, very sad story for all of them. Yeah, no, no question, but really good lessons. If for people that have an open mind right now and don't want to make mistakes going yeah. forward, I would suggest that you guys read this because, um, you know, I was like, wow, 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 wow. I go, <laughs> yeah. You know, so, okay. So let's talk, John, you know, yeah. why do the rich go broke? Well, yeah, great question. By the way, don't let the word rich confuse your viewers because although this is this book is about, you know, really alluring crazy stories of why the rich go broke, it's really about why why a lot of people go broke and why so many people can't achieve lasting financial freedom and peace of mind and and just on that note, Kenny, when I started this, when, when Robert Kiyosaki approached me about this book five years ago, 73% of people were living paycheck to paycheck. I mean, think of that, wow. 73%. And that's not just in the U.S. Traveling with Robert around the world, what I've discovered, 
This is a global phenomenon. So 73% is a bad enough number. Fast forward to today, it's 78%. And I'm not even talking about the pandemic. This is before the pandemic. So the problem is getting worse, not better, despite all the information available, most of it's for free on the internet. The problem is getting worse. So the same things that happen with the rich people in this book is going on with everyday America or everyday individual. It's the same problem. So you're like a guru. So like, what are they? Like, everybody wants to know, like, what can, what can I do? Like, I know that there's a couple that I'm doing. So, you know, give me some nuggets here. Yeah. So, so, you know, after years in this business, 20, gosh, 26 years now, pouring my guts into my clients, feeding them graphs and charts and fancy financial plans and leather bound plans and all this stuff, thinking it's going to change people. It never does. It, it, what I realized is all this information I was pouring into people doesn't cause transformation. If information was all we needed to change our lives, we'd all be rich, skinny, and happy. We need something much more than information to change the outcome of our lives. So the underlying reason what I find, what finally dawned on me after all these years of frustration with my clients is that people have a have a unhealthy, they have a destructive belief system around money. And it's the belief system that's stuck in their brain that is causing all these bad behaviors with money. Bottom line, Kenny, people know what they need to do with their money. They know it, but they don't do it. It's just like the fitness industry. People know they need to exercise and eat well, but they don't do it because that's just information. The only way to change anyone's behavior is at the core of their mental program. And that the mental core of their programming is created by this belief system that they've accumulated their entire life. So if you can change that belief system, we'll get into this a little bit. You change your beliefs, you'll change your life forever. Wow. That is so true on almost everything. Yeah. So I, I can get in. I can, you want me to keep going? Yeah. Listen, I, I, this is exactly when people talk to me about investing or, you know, trying to invest or get into real estate, it's almost always a mindset, mental block issue or a belief system. Uh, that's usually what it is. Yeah. I can go on a tangent on this. This just gets me so riled up. I mean, you look at anybody who's successful. Look at yourself, Kenny. Look at Robert and Kim Kiyosaki. Look at the other advisors. Look at Richard Branson or Bill Gates or what have you. The difference between those people, and they're not any much smarter than anyone else. They just have a different mindset, right? They haven't let those barriers to entry prevent them from making the next step. You have a different mindset than other people. It's not necessarily that you or I are smarter than anyone else. We just think things differently, and we don't let these beliefs, we don't let these harmful beliefs prevent us from making the next move. So basically, what, what's occurring with people is that there's two types of the brain, right? You have your conscious brain and you have your subconscious brain. Your conscious brain controls 5% of your thinking, only 5%. That means your subconscious, what I call your unconscious, controls 95% of your brain. The problem is, is your subconscious brain is running in the background. It's on autopilot, like a computer program running nonstop. And most people are unaware of what's going on in their unconscious mind. Your unconscious mind controls what you think, how you act, how you behave, and ultimately who you become. And what's in your subconscious mind? That, that's the harmful belief system that we talked about. And it's this harmful belief system that we've accumulated since the time we were born all the way until we're 
some say mid in our mid-20s or early 30s, but by the latest, by the time we're 30, our belief system is hardwired. The problem is most of our belief system is negative and disempowering and self-sabotaging. And it's these beliefs that are causing us to think, act, be, do, behave, and ultimately become someone we don't want to become. But it's, it's out of our control. It's controlling everything. So like I said, change your beliefs and you change your life forever. So let me give you some examples in the, uh, in the financial world that I've seen. And there are hundreds of these. But give you a few. I hear this all the time. Money is the root of all evil. Yeah, I've heard that. The system is rigged, right? I'll never get out of the rat race. I never grew up with money. It's too complicated. We can't afford that. That was my mom and dad's. We can't <laughs> afford that. That's the big yeah. one. Robert talks about that one all the time, yeah, right? I remember that as a kid. Yeah. I was never good at math, right? The big one I hear all the time is, John, I just don't have time to take care of it. And then the other big one is, John, I've got to look the part. I've got to drive the car. I've got to, I've got to have that you know, flat screen TV. You know, I've got to wear the watch or what have you. And these beliefs that people have are just not true. These are opinions that people are carrying with them. Okay, what now that you beat us all up, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> what do we do? I mean, like, no, because like the guys, listen, is no, doesn't matter. All of us have dealt with this from time to time, right? Oh, yeah. Like even Robert Kiyosaki, sometimes I'm like, get out of your phone, dude. He's like, oh, <laughs> you're right. Thanks. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. we all slip in. Yeah, absolutely. All, you know, all the old past behaviors come up. So, so what do you, you know, I, it's got to be super frustrating when you lay all these charts and things out to your clients and they basically default back to whatever it is they, you know, default back to. And there's no real, you know, as we like to say, transformation because it's yeah. not information it's transformation so how exactly. do you you know how do you transform your clients into realizing to think differently and have a different mindset and a different belief system yeah exactly and if you don't mind i, I can share a typical scenario with you if you don't mind i love it yeah so a typical scenario is a um, person comes into my office let's say husband and wife and they bring, they bring with them what I call a junk drawer of financial products and statements and documents and contracts. It's a shoebox just full of stuff that they've oh, accumulated. Oh, I can see it. I can see the visual. Yep. <laughs> can you see the visual? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. And most of the time, half the information is missing, right? So the, for the first two or three meetings, we just spend the whole time just organizing themselves. And organization is absolutely critical. And on a side note, there's a direct correlation between financial disorganization and financial destruction. So the more organized you can be, the better. But we can talk about that in a minute. But the, the typical scenario is they bring in all these statements, they lay it out. And eventually I start charting out where they are versus where they're headed. And I show them the tra trajectory. If they continue on with the same spending behaviors that they're on, that by the time they're 65, there's no way they're going to be able to retire or live the retirement lifestyle that they've always envisioned for. And they look at that and they go, oh, my gosh, this is serious. And they start nudging the other spouse. and They go, honey, we got to do something. This is crazy. And they look at me like, OK, John, what's the plan? And for the next hour, financial plan for them, high level plan. We talk about the, the strategies and the tactics and the tools and our next steps and our next meeting and the documents that we need. We high five, we shake, we pinky swear, we hug. They, they swear in blood that they're absolutely committed to the game plan. And I swear, Kenny, as soon as they leave my office, 
They're on their way to Best Buy to buy a flat screen TV on a credit card that's already maxed out. So within seconds, that plan that we committed to is gone. It had a shelf life of maybe three minutes before they're back to their old behaviors and what I call before they're back to living on Pain Island. So this is a behavioral issue. It's not an information issue. They know what to do. And it's those beliefs that are getting in the way of preventing them from doing the right thing with their money. Because in the end, most people, most people have a bad relationship with money. That's the difference. And what I mean by that is most people use money to dull their pain as opposed to using money to fulfill their purpose. And you look at you look wow. at very you look that's at very successful profound. people. I'm, I'm sorry, I interrupted Kenny. That no, that's pretty profound. So you're saying that most people look at money to dull their pain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that makes sense though. Yeah. So most people are, are, are spending money unnecessarily on things they don't need to impress people that really don't care with money they don't have. Right. Uh, they're spending money on booze and cigarettes and alcohol and coffee and all that stuff and food and shopping and travel and, and stuff just to fill a void in their life, a temporary void in their life, thinking that 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 new dress or that new watch or that new flat screen is going to fulfill something that's missing. But as soon as they get those things, that happiness, that 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 uh, that dopamine hormone in their brain wears out very quickly, then they're on to the next shiny object, as opposed to using money to fulfill their purpose. That's the key difference. And that's what we're trying to get through with this book and other things that we're doing. So you touched on something you called pain island. What does that mean? Yeah, it's it's sort of my visual for people that are living today paycheck to paycheck, struggling to make ends meet, wondering where their next, uh, wondering how they're going to make their rent or their mortgage payment or pay their electricity bill. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of stories in this book about people that looked very wealthy on the outside, but in the inside were just dying, almost broke. And, um, and that's what I call living pain island, pain, on pain island. And, the, the, and it's, it's really good that you brought this up. If you don't mind me elaborating, can you just no, please interrupt do. me? I get fired up on this stuff. The reason I call it Pain Island is that this subject is way more important than most people really understand. And the reason I say that is money is the number one cause of stress in society, right? Every study, every research study conducted indicates money is the number one cause of stress. Stress is the number one cause of our most deadly health ailments and deadly diseases. So there is a direct correlation between money problems and health ailments, which is why I say this is a bigger, this is a bigger epidemic, health epidemic, than all diseases combined. When you think about it, people are dealing with money stress on a daily basis. When you're living paycheck to paycheck, and 78% of people are, that's before the pandemic. Think about what it is today. They can't sleep. They have high blood pressure. There's anxiety. There's irritability. It causes cancer, lung ailments, cirrhosis, suicide, nervousness. I mean, you go down the list, lack of productivity at work. I mean, this money problem trickles into their entire, entire lives. Relationships, number one cause of divorce. And the sad thing about this is it's not taught in schools. We've, taught, we've talked about this a lot. And it's just criminal to think that our school system ignores this vital subject not just for the financial well-being of people, 
but their overall wellness of people. It's amazing to me. Yeah. Well, that's really insightful and true. I, I mean, it's, it's absolutely true. Yeah. As you, as you know, um, you know, the, the journey for me was no, not very different, you know, turning over my money to a planner, but then I wanted to get outside of that and understand why so that right. I knew, I knew what I could make in my life was limited <laughs> and <laughs> I had to maximize it, man. I couldn't turn it over to somebody else. You yeah, know? yeah. 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 And, yeah. Um, so one of the things I wanted to ask you is, you know, I'm watching all these businesses cave, you know, all these, these big stores filing chapter 11 and, you know, big, big iconic companies like Boeing and, you know, they're in the media. They're always, um, you know, stressed out right now because they're not getting paid from American airlines, you know, and they've given them planes and um, yet, you know, the Boeing stock and, you know, all these stocks, they're still kind of propped up. So why isn't the stock market reflective of what's really happening today? I haven't been able to figure this out. Do you have any thoughts on that? I do. And, you know, there's two sides of this. Absolutely. I mean, there's one side that says this is just this is just a giant smokescreen propped up on on hype, you know, on helium, basically. On the other side, there's people that say, well, there's a lot of pent up demand. And this this crisis wasn't a financial crisis. It, it wasn't a systemic financial issue that was going on. It's a virus. In a lot of cases, a lot of people say it's an overblown virus. And the reaction to this was way overblown. So when this thing slow, when this thing eventually subsides and people are able to go back to work, a lot of people think that this thing is we're going to see a V-shaped recovery and, and we're going to get back to normal fairly quickly. And the demand for products and services is just going to accelerate. I'm not sure I agree with that. But the stock market is always forward looking. Typically, people will say it's six months forward looking. It's it's the stock market is is always anticipating what the economy is going to look like six months from right now from now. And right now, uh, the stock market is anticipating a very strong, robust rebound over the next six months, given what's going on right now with the virus. And you look at the VIX index, which is an indication of volatility. You would think the VIX, indica VIX indicator is where the VIX indicator has come way down, which indicates a lot of people on Wall Street think that the volatility is just not there, um, as, as you would think by reading the newspapers. Oh, wow. OK, well, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so um, one of the things in this book, you referenced uh, the bear trap. Yeah. So could you talk a little bit about that? Because I thought that was kind of fascinating. You know, explain the bear trap. Yeah, I think this is important for your for your listeners. Your, for your, for your, excuse me. I think this is important for your viewers, Kenny, to keep in mind as they go about their day or go about their week and, and, and in terms of their behaviors when they're out, out and about. Um, the bear trap is really exemplifies why not only these rich people went broke, but why so many people struggle financially. And it's an acronym, B-E-A-R. And hence, we call it the bear trap. And the B stands for what we've already talked about, those harmful beliefs that are basically running people's lives, running their financial lives into the ground. And it's those beliefs that I don't have time. It's too complicated. I don't want to deal with it. I'm, I'll never get rid of it, et cetera. So it all starts with those harmful beliefs. Once you have that harmful belief, it then trickles into the E, which is the excuse. That's the that's the. That's the excuse people use 
to, to create the bad behavior that the beliefs have created. So, so for example, the belief is I need to fit in or I need to keep up with the Joneses, right? That's a harmful belief. That's just an opinion somebody has. Actually, that's a lie people are telling themselves to justify their excuse of buying that nice flat screen TV when they can't afford it or buying that nice car when they can't afford it. So that's the E. And then the A is the action. That's the actual activity that they, they partake in, which is going out and buying that stuff that they can't afford. And then the R is the destructive result. That's the end result of what happens. So it starts with the belief, goes to the excuse, action, and the result, hence the bear trap. And I think the, as more people can start thinking about that as they go about their day, like, am I falling for the bear trap? I think would be a really good kind of really good reminder for them to really make them stop and think, wow, am I falling into that bear trap or is this something that I really need? That's a really good acronym. Yeah, yeah. So I know um, last time we talked, you had mentioned that you had this incredible download that people could get from you that, you know, can kind of walk them through at least some of the yeah. questions, Yeah, you know, as they're, as they're talking to whoever they're going to have manage their money. Um, where can they get that? Yeah, it was actually, I'll blame you for this, Kenny. You're the one that prompted me to write this. And um, um, it's called The Ultimate Guide to Selecting a Financial Advisor. And um, basically, it's a step-by-step -step guide for people to interview financial advisors. Look, today is chaotic, as we know, and the demand for financial advice is growing exponentially. But you can't just pick the first financial advisor you meet. You've got to, you've got to do a due diligence process, and that's what my guide does. So you can go to my website, download it for free, johnmcgregor.net, and you'll find it there. And I highly, highly encourage you to use that as you go about looking for a financial advisor that's appropriate for you. John, hey, this book, <laughs> awesome. What a great, I mean, you know what? You timed this perfectly you <laughs> yeah, like, right before COVID yeah. came out. Uh, I, I can't imagine what you're doing in sales, but it's got to be great. Yeah. Yeah, the, it's, the book's been very well received. I'm very blessed. Yeah, yeah, you are. And thank you for writing such a great piece for people. Uh, hopefully, uh, they can get a lot out of it. I, I, I'll tell you, I want, somebody told me once, they're, they're like, what would you pay for, you know, a, um, a lunch with um, Warren Buffett? Yeah. And I go, I don't know. Like, he goes, well, it's actually a thing. Like, you know, you can yeah. bet on it. Yeah. And I think it went for like $3 million or something last time. And then, then he goes like this. He goes, or you can read his book <laughs> for 20 bucks. And I was like, it's a good point. Like you can get all, all. And so, you know, when I, when I see stuff like this with 30 years of experience, I'm um, real clients that, that yeah. have um, come to you and you can read a book like this and you can gain knowledge without having to, you know, uh, honestly meet with you in person, which is actually going to be more. I don't know why people don't do that. So thank you, John. Well, thank what you, a great book you wrote. Um, and uh, as always, man. Great seeing you. Uh, great seeing you. I can't wait till this whole thing ends. Yes. And we can get together uh, once, once again for perhaps a cold beverage. I look forward to that, Kenny. Thanks so okay. much. You great talking John. to you and your viewers. Yeah, you buddy. Thanks, Kenny. Take care. Bye-bye. What a great episode. I hope you learned something new from today's guest. For full show notes, check out KenMacWire.com. If you enjoyed the episode, then jump on iTunes, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. Also, 
If you can check me out at Ken McElroy Official on Instagram for daily real estate advice. See you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.